The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own, including guests and the content shared here is for informational purposes only. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast. We welcome any comments, suggestions or correction of errors. Please email us at griftedpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Grifted Podcast, our first episode. Very exciting. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Thank you. We really appreciate it, even if it's our mums. Hey, mum. Hi. No, we've had some good, like, feedback and positive responses to yeah. our online presence so far, regardless of not having an episode out yet. But, um, <laughs> yeah. That's how bad life gets in the way. But we are here to serve you, Grift. Yeah. So we've decided to start every episode with something that either made us laugh or cry during the week prior. Just to be relatable. Is that the right? Yeah, I guess, yeah, just give us just a little bit. Because you're having a conversation with friends, so we might as well get deep. Yeah, get to know us, get to know what's been going on in our lives, bit of personality so, behind us. Marty, what made you laugh or cry this week? This week it was a bit of both. So. Mm. I'm planning to temporarily move interstate this weekend and taking my cat with me. And she is a very anxious girl. Flyer? Yeah. <laughs> very anxious. Driver? Yeah. Well, I'm not very keen. It's about a, a not eight to ten hour drive. So not really keen for that. But I took her to the vet this week and I guess not so much made me laugh, but made me happy. She was such a good girl while we were at the vet. That's nice. But knowing my cat and her personality, I knew it was going to come later. And oh. and it did. <laughs> they don't forget. It's really no. weird. Yeah. As soon as the lights were out, she, she pounced and she let me know that she wasn't oh. very happy. So, I mean, it does make me laugh a little bit, that, but it's, it made me cry too. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit both. Exactly. What about you? I look. I've done crying. I've done laughing this week. I cried this week because I forgot to take my antidepressants until lunchtime. And when I say I spiraled, I spiraled. I rang you in yep. the morning, and you were like, "Maybe it's your hormones." I was like, "I don't know." But no, I forgot to take my antidepressants, so mm. it was my lack of serotonin. Yeah, it happens to the best of us, I think, for getting our meds. And, and I just cried about everything. Like, I was like, oh my God, everyone's going to die. I was like, like yeah. obviously, everyone's going to die, Nikki. <laughs> but I just kind of had to confront my own mortality head on, unmedicated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> temporarily unmedicated, <laughs> diving into mortality. So that was good. Mm. Side note, too, though, that like mentioning about hormones and antidepressants and things like that, trying to figure out these days what is up, like upsetting you or, you know, if there's an imbalance in something, you're, you're like something's there's off. So many stimulants. There's so many your, things. Yeah. In your life. So Even many things. driving in the car, like it's so noisy that it overwhelms me. So then I feel anxious when I drive in that car because of the noises it makes. Yeah. The world is a lot. Oh, for sure. I'm coming out of a two-year lockdown. Well, mm. not a full-on lockdown, but coming out of two years of 
being cautious of going outside, anything to do with our outside world can be overstimulating and just difficult to deal with. So, yeah, that's totally, totally understandable. Thank you. Mm. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we're going to have reminders now for set on our phone to take oh. our meds. Yeah. <laughs> Because, and you should all do that too. We should all set reminders together and definitely. I'm notorious for forgetting my meds, as you well know, and just not talking for three days. Look, we all have our issues. (laughs) So, today we're actually going to talk about we're talking about someone called Angela. She is in a network marketing company, multi level marketing company, selling shampoo. But she's also alleged to have once run a cult. So weird Venn diagram of things. Yeah, amongst a whole host of other job titles, uh, maybe not job titles, careers, but um, because yeah. those, the things that fall into that really do seem like there would be more career choices. Like a death doula is something that you'll hear about. And I feel like that is a career long haul, not mm. just, mm, I might just doula this death and then yeah. doula out. But interestingly enough, though, she's not doing that anymore. Um, and the way that she talks about this shampoo pyramid scheme, network marketing boss babe company mm. that she now works for, she does tout it as a, a lifestyle and it's not a career. It's a, it's, it's who that, I am. Claims that buying this particular MLM shampoo along with her coaching, which is terrifying, is going to, you know, harness your divine feminine, which mm-hmm. – I don't think um, this particular shampoo is going to do. No, but you have described it well previously that she tends to word salad. and Oh, word salad. Here, I've got a word salad for you. This is how she described herself. I have been a creatress since before I was born. I remember being in the womb. I remember the feeling of deciding when it was time to be born. My mother corroborates this truth by saying that one day I simply kicked and that was it. I was earthside, a witch once again being earthbound for the experience of its magnificence. So, yeah, that's just something. There's a lot of words, but not really hearing much of a succinct message there. I don't think there's a very succinct message when it comes to her. Mm, there was an interesting, uh, she did a podcast a couple of years ago, Moon and Manifest podcast, and the oh. way that she was described. And uh, look, obviously this is information, well, not obviously, this is sounds like information that she could have just provided to this podcast to say this is who I am, but it's, again, more word salad of just <laughs> what, what, uh, just what really. Yeah. (laughs) And she said they described her as a once and still homeless witch turned six-figure entrepreneur who leads a women's mystery school and a men's secret society. She challenges the most outrageous of our current social media-driven norms and her goal is to push so many of your buttons, the only available option is to reset, remember, and rebirth. Rebirth. What though? Herself? Well, uh, yeah, by her pushing your buttons, you have to reset, remember, and reboot. That sounds a lot like bullying. I'm going to push your buttons so much that you have no choice but to do this. And she's hosting, um, what, retreats, uh, yeah, alleged cults. And- yeah, 
like yeah. we we knew about this woman already through some pyramid anti-MLM things I do on the internet and she sort of came to our attention with an incredibly anti-Semitic rant um, about the pandemic and masks and just as being an entitled fuck. But then we got a DM from some girls on my page regarding a cult that was allegedly run by her. Awkward. Yeah, there's a they have a great podcast as well called Big Net that they do. We'll yeah. put it into the show notes. And they tell their entire stories about them being in a cult because that is their experience, that they were in a cult. They um yeah, they referred to her as Mama Bird. But I think in the podcast, if you listen to it, they accidentally do call her Bird Mama, which is kind of funny. I prefer Bird Mama to you. Oh, me too. Because um, Mama Bird. Do, sorry. They do say in that podcast, because it comes up a lot, she's actually started saying it again now about being homeless. Like she would say that to to the people she was recruiting. I'm not sure what you would call it, but she she considers herself nomadic, I think is. Yeah, there's a difference between being homeless and oh, and being choosing. I think they're choosing that somewhere to live. Exactly, and that she would look after people's livestock and stuff completely. But in return, so yeah, I think her definition of being homeless is that she doesn't have a fixed home address. Like she's not renting somewhere; she doesn't own somewhere. But that's not that's not what that's not what it is. Yeah, she makes it seem like yeah, I, I. I don't know. It just—it's very dishonest, and I think that's a running theme. Yeah, and entitled as well, especially given some of the comments and things that she makes. It's you can—you just know that she would be so judgmental about people that are actually homeless. Yeah, just well, people that are actually living rough, and you know. Yeah, I don't think she would. I'm sorry, but if you're listening and you have witnessed this woman in action, I would would like you to think for a minute of her actually roughing it for a night and see if you think she would be okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, we will touch on it in some future episodes, but she does like to eat the raw lifestyle. Mm. Does that make sense, mm. actually? The, it's that she likes to – her food habits are of the raw – no. <laughs> some of her organs. I don't are know. Now I'm milk and organs. Yeah. The dairy and organs are of the um, raw – Pasture raised grass finished mm. organic non GMO Monsanto free woke. But I don't know if she's actually going out there and killing things or she says that she doesn't drink tap water and always accesses the nearest spring to get her water. And she says that everybody has the ability to do that and should be doing it. This is the level of entitlement <laughs> that is present. Mm. Or to if you're traveling and you can't get to the nearest freshwater spring, find a spring. <laughs> yeah, she. Well, she also mentioned um, charcoal sticks, putting charcoal sticks. Oh, I did see that. Water at the Just drink the water. Yeah, and she's at the airport. That's nothing. You know, all this entitled. Go to a spring and do this, but the company that she works for or is part of is like what sending them away you know on retreats and things all the time and it's just such a it Listen. feels like such a contradiction to this witchy oh, hers, in quotation yeah, marks yeah, yeah. It's, lifestyle it's not on the whole no. entire like alignment of her and that company and then her eccentric 
views. Yeah. I mean, well, it's a it's a running theme, I think, with just the research and things that we did on on Angela, that it's just contradiction, contra- the mental gymnastics that she goes through to try and justify things that she does and also like us trying to mentally gymnastics into her brain and go, what? Oh, what? <laughs> decipher things. I don't even try anymore. I just, I can't. No, um, you just go, okay, well, I guess this is the route she's taking. Mm. Oh, so arrogant. This. Like she knows that, I'm pretty sure she knows the podcast exists. Um, and she at least knows we exist because she makes jokes now about restarting a cult and all this jazz. Which the actual just lack of empathy uh, to go around and joke about things like that when if you listen, so listening to the podcast with the girls talking about just how she, well, I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, we'll say alleged cult, but it it has definitely cult vibes and like ways that she was running that, that you know, looking for vulnerable women, women that are separated by distance, forcing them to, you know, share their deepest, darkest secrets as a way of controlling these people and, but always keeping them at an arm's length. She would never be accountable or present, but would expect these women to be accountable and present to each other and to her. And just, yeah, the lack of, like the, the, you can hear the emotion in these girls' voices as they're talking, or these women's voices, sorry, as they're talking about this experience that they had, mm. and it's just so, just, oh, like you just want to shake her and go, "This is not funny. This is not a funny yeah. thing. You have really hurt people with your yeah. actions, and you're joking as if it's some funny thing. Oh, ha ha! I, I remember when I had a cold. It's like, but you." You did. <laughs> but you did. And I guess now would be a good time to bring up that on the last retreat you ever did, someone unfortunately lost their life, not at the direct hand of herself. And I guess that's the most I can say on that part, but someone did actually die. So that, that really sucks. And that was, I guess, the end of her cult days because she joined the multi-level marketing after that. Mm, and I she believe did. that she went on a podcast after no, she that. did her and own podcast. It was her, she has about six of her own podcasts. She's incredibly narcissistic. Yeah, she released a podcast, one of her podcasts, um, regarding the person's death at the retreat. Um, and it's really odd, like really, really odd sort of. She titled it Death on Halloween. Death for Halloween. On Death oh. for Halloween. Um, and that I believe is, or maybe it was Halloween when she recorded. I'm not sure, but either way, it was incredibly inappropriate and insensitive to the loved ones, everyone. And well, speaking of the loved ones, wasn't there something around that that she oh, alienated? Well, yeah, in the apparently when it happened, this is according to the girls on the podcast where we sort of picked up on this. So when it happened. Apparently there was some strange handling with the police and Angela claimed that, you know, everything was fine and she had recruited them or they were joining. I don't know, they were with them, but apparently. The the police? Yeah, but apparently the police had been asking all of the, like, attendees, are you paying this woman? Like, what are you actually paying her for? And they all sort of just kind of brushed it off. She didn't get in trouble. 
And then allegedly she went to bed that night, cut all the hair off, like hacked it all off, came out, and then decided no one else could go to the funeral except her. I guess so she could control the narrative. I 100% would bargain that it's so she could control the narrative. But it's interesting, though, because this it's, the retreat wasn't a short retreat. It was 22 women. These are multiple as well that she had, so 22 women each time for 22 days, saying angel numbers or mm, something like that. Yeah, so she, 22 women over 22 days, plus they'd have online forums and things like that where they would talk. So they, these people were friends. These women were friends, mm. you know, as bonded through probably the trauma of having to deal with her as well as whatever else, you know, these vulnerable women going through. So whatever else they had in their life, they probably had a connection with this woman that passed away and to not allow them to attend the funeral as if it's her choice. Uh, It's just incredibly cruel. She is really cruel. And I'm sure there's a reason for that. Like that obviously doesn't have to tell anyone, but she's a cunt. Oh, we were we were talking before, sorry, about the the many careers of Angela and you touched on death doula. What many. is a death doula? Right, a death doula, a death midwife, is a person who assists in the dying process much like a midwife or doula does in the birthing process. It is often a community-based role aiming to help families cope with death through recognising it as a natural important part of life. So Which all sounds... Midwife. Yeah, I mean that also. Yeah, I think that's good. nice. But yeah, there's an, you can pay me to have her there. Oh God, no! I mean, I'm sure she'd be happy to. Yeah, but I wonder how much she would charge. To yeah, have, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I mean, they're not licensed medical professionals in Australia. Mm. Oh, this is scary on the internet. How do I become a death doula? You don't need to have any prior training in medical, mental health, or spiritual fields. The only prerequisite needed is an open mind and heart. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. An open mind and heart. Again, they, a very nuanced topic, I think. Well, they're just not two things that I see her having. No. Just, I mean, just from online presence, because I, I, we don't know this person in real life, but I, from the, the way that they portray themselves and the beliefs that they push and the opinions that they have is – um. Yeah, not really open-minded and kind-hearted. No. Some of her other jobs that she has just you know, on, on her website of things that she offers when if you work with her. Uh, obviously, aside from the – she doesn't have anything of, about the shampoo network marketing boss mm-hmm. babe stuff, but just, you know, just working with Angela, she has four parts that you can explore. So I imagine this is her current careers that she's or things that she's offering anyway. So the first one is I Am Magic, mm. a monthly membership space for you to come in your own time to do the deepest work and reach the next level of who you came to be. In as little as 10 minutes a day, you will see the sort of changes you won't find anywhere else. So easy. She does a masterclass, a six-month masterclass designed to transform your dream life into your real life. Quantum Keys. A spiritual mastermind for women who want to leap into the world of magic and learn all of my secrets. I'll go back in a second because that she she talks about where she's had her education. It's not she doesn't have any 
mm, from what I can good. see, any formal qualifications. But it just the way that she describes these schools, in quotation marks, that she went to is just, like, where did you learn this magic? And Well, tell us, where did she learn it? What's her formal education? Her formal? I don't think you're ready for it. I'm ready. Okay. So she says, my only goal is to guide you to becoming the truest version of who you are, connected, unafraid, alive in all you do. How do I do that? So this is where you would go, okay, well, I've got my bachelor in blah, 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 Mm. and this is how I can teach these things to you. After sailing around the world, being initiated into two mystery schools, one with the great star nations of interdimensionals and the other into the sacred tantric teachings of Mary Magdalene and Isis slash NT, which I couldn't really find anything on that. Living in India. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's more? Yeah. Oh, there's more. Living in India and Avalon. Oh, I have to check that out too because I'm like, is that there's an Avalon in Sydney? And being homeless for almost a decade, I have found the key to setting oneself free. I teach that. Bruh. She was <laughs> charging people to come to her cult to learn what exactly. Uh, yeah. Just. Angela just seems like a very belligerent person and I don't think I'd want her to teach me anything actually because no, she doesn't really teach. She just yells like everything is just like I do this and if you don't like that, well, you're wrong and whatever. But don't give me advice. Don't talk to me. Yeah, and it's yeah, almost like she doesn't want the internet but then she's like validate me. No, because, well, she's a grifter, so she's just trying to get people's money and swindle people. Yeah. I mean, it's all well and good to trust you in your intuition for your own personal, you know, steering your life and making your life decisions and things like that, but she monetizes on it and makes she as if, she, as if she's all-knowing. People who don't monetize their entire scroll and what are you talking about? <laughs> Some people just want to go on social media and look at Shut pictures, off. Maybe feel shit about themselves. You know. <laughs> like an average weekday afternoon. Can you chill and stop trying to like ruin that as well? Stop trying to take everything from us, Angela. No, because, yeah. yeah, everything has to be sold and you're just lazy if you're going online and just scrolling through for your own enjoyment. <laughs> Yeah, well, why aren't you monetizing off of that? (laughs) Because I don't care enough. It's a lost opportunity. Mm, You know, everyone social sells every day for free and they're not making money off it and they could be making money selling products that they really, really love. Except the problem with multi-level marketing products is they're not good quality because that's not where the money is. The money is in recruiting and building a team. A pyramid. Yeah, I mean, isn't it the only people that are buying the products are the people that are in the scheme themselves? I mean, so it's just a circle. Yeah, kind of like a pretty common for that to be happening. I mean, it's not always. So in talking and in keeping with the career fair day theme, it seems that she's now embarking on a new career path. Well, I'd like niche? to say career. Well, it, yeah, niche. But I want I want to label niche it. 
Yeah, I want to label it as career because she has kind of. I want to label can, it as harmful because she's spreading misinformation. Well, that too. But right. in terms of career, it's that she's, you can see that she's already starting to corner this particular market by being like, oh, I yeah. am pregnant. Pregnant. And I'm having a wild pregnancy. And by we're referring to her, obviously, if you'd like to know what a wild pregnancy is, Marty. According to wildwomanbirthkeepers.com, a wild pregnancy is all about you in charge. It is based in the truth that pregnancy is not a medical condition. In a wild pregnancy, you listen to your own intuition. You love yourself up and take care of yourself with a big support team. That could include us, the people, the website, not Marty and I, your partner, your family, your best friends. A wild pregnancy is for you to connect with your baby it's a celebration of motherhood, a grieving of maidenhood, and a time to revel in your relationships, your strength, and in your pleasure. It, basically, you don't go to the doctor. They believe that ultrasounds deafen the baby and say it's like abuse. They, mm. they are things Angela has actually said that yeah, any sort of scans is abusive to the fetus. Well, she made a comment the other day on her social media about not going to doctors. She doesn't want anyone poking and prodding her. And in her words, poking her or touching her in brackets, the R word, her. So she's saying that doctors and medical professionals touching her stomach or something. Is that what she's or she yeah. referring to? Maybe okay. internal, any, anything. I think I think she was just saying any doctors touching her, which I, but okay, yeah. is the equivalent of that. Which has she ever had a pap smear? Well, who knows? Her, her uterus will tell her if there's anything up. Actually, I would I would say she probably has because she has talked about the fact that she has miscarried and had an abortion before. So these things and taken a full 180, I think, in most opinions, medically on, on those things. Mm. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I, I feel would like say- that's more invasive than like I don't know. Oh, yeah. And, like, and I feel oh, like that's – so, yeah, obviously she's done a 180 on that too because at one point she did have an abortion and that is quite an invasive procedure. Um, yeah. So now she just doesn't like doctors or anything and like it's completely that. pro-life. But I think it's – I just – she not only is having a wild pregnancy, she then tells people on the internet like they should also be doing that and they should research ultrasounds because the waves are harming the baby and it's just like – it's just exhausting. Yeah, in her medical professional opinion, she's telling Everything people this. Everything's got an agenda. It's just so entitled. And it's just a check on the baby, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, yes. you did say before too, though, that it, a lot of the things that she says come from a privileged standpoint. So Yeah, it, but she'll also say that and she'll be like, I worked for this privilege. Like, what? Started from the bottom, now we're somewhere in the wilderness. Um, interesting, though, that the wild pregnancy talks about, you know, having aside from all the medical based, like shunning the medical based side of things, mm-hmm. that it talks about taking care of yourself with a big support network, including your partner, your family, best friends, whatever, where it appears that she doesn't really have, aside from the in quotation oh, wow. marks, yeah. friends or, you know, people around her that are in her multi-level marketing yeah Mm. she doesn't really have oh from what i can see friends or family or even her 
partner seems like she's just abandoned him or left and yeah, gone. Well, she did say she ran away. Yeah. Like everything, it's it's so hard to keep up. It's so hard. Mm. Mm. She's it's, all about being transparent but not fully and it just comes back to her being probably a little bit of a narcissist as well. Oh, um, 100%. Wow. Yeah, the behaviours that she much. displayed in her cult, alleged cult, that, yeah, it's just – going to start a mummy cult now well yeah was what was that thing that she posted about um people should get pregnant she was prompting oh, she people to get pregnant funny. with her she's like yeah oh everyone should get pregnant and we should all have babies and then at one point yeah and then one point she actually joked and she was like yeah i'm actually gonna start another cult would you join it and put like a poll box and look i love a good joke don't get me wrong but when someone died at an activity held by your alleged cold probably pipe down yeah yeah the disconnect the lack of empathy just I mean we've touched on it before, I think she knows to a point though what she's doing I think she's um trying to be inflammatory and offensive and she'll say she knows more about death or something yeah very thinking that everything that she says is correct I mean she also says that the baby has told her that that is its gender and the date it will be born and its name so I if you're that in tune with your fetus, that, that is so good. But I just don't think that happened ever. No, no. Maybe her. maybe it's her witch, witch tendencies that are coming through, are telling her these things. She's found a dog currently where she is, uh, another dog. She has a dog that she takes with her everywhere, but there's another dog that's sort of been drawn to her and it was a very cute dog. It looks exactly I mean, like her dog at the moment. I don't know if it was drawn to her. That's just how well, she word salads it. Well, yeah, exactly. Got I'm, you I'm, the word salad, see? Well, I'm just paraphrasing because I don't know what the situation is with the dog, but apparently the dog, you know, she named the dog Carol, which like what? But apparently the dog told her that its name isn't Carol. Mm. Okay. My dog speaks to me. She doesn't. And what does she say? <laughs> Mom, I'm hungry. <laughs> Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm very large. Mom, I am a dog. I am a dog. <laughs> Self-aware, see? Ange, come on. You could do that. No, because like I said, we've we've tried to get into her mind and go, okay, well, maybe this is what she's where she's coming from and this and this, but it's just so difficult to make rhyme and reason from anything that she says. And I think that that has worked in her favour for a long time because people just think oh, it's too much fucking effort to try and steer clear or whatever. Like they just stop talking to her. It seems like people just drop out of her life. Like very suddenly she doesn't seem to have solid foundation. Which is no. sad, but also but, an excuse for being a complete cunt. But that's that's another thing too that it's – uh, it's at what point when you start losing, all these people start leaving your life. And, I mean, as a, I don't know, you, at one point would she not go, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the drama. I think she's too narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, she, she just like, thinks that would never, I would never. No, everyone just it can't hack. Yeah, oh, that's what it is. And then I think when she joined um, network marketing company, the cognitive dissonance just increases because, it's a complete echo chamber of exactly what you want to hear, which is if your loved ones or whoever isn't supporting you or being 100% supportive of your new venture, this opportunity, then they're not worth your time. Isolating so, people. 
Yeah, huge cold tactic. Mm. And probably the last thing I think we'll we'll touch on is just this batshit insane comment <laughs> about <laughs> being pregnant and the comment that she made about being pregnant and driving and that pregnant women shouldn't have to wear <laughs> a seatbelt. Because it's uncomfortable for it's her. Un- mm. Poor baby. So Poor that- baby, quite literally. And Yeah. Yeah, and isn't that the biggest thing too, that kids that are born into these sorts of families or like Mm. to these sorts of situations? Yeah, it's just that I just – Or if you've been in those situations. Yeah, the healing. Dodgy foster parents who we have some of those coming right up for you soon. Oh, for sure. I just want to pop that in there. Oh, I can't wait. little J dipping for Jesus. I cannot wait. So I think that's where we're probably going to leave it off for this week. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. I have a word salad in my brain right now and it's just mm, nice. Yeah, it is. So imagine being like in that every day as her as your mentor. Please. No, thanks. Absolutely not. No, thanks. I, I would need to go pull my toenail out. Yeah. I need to go mindlessly scroll on social media mm. and not make and money. And not monetize it. it. <laughs> I'm going to make zero dollars, maybe even minus because. You know, the algorithm and the ads are really good and they'll get you. Yeah. I might actually buy something. (laughs) Hope you all join us next week for part two. Um, So make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Grifted Podcast to keep up with the Griftashians. And we'll catch you next week. In In Grift, Grift, we we trust. trust. Bye. Bye.